Welcome to the Agony Aunties podcast mini-series. Each week, we're diving into some of your questions and offering our unique insights and therapeutic expertise to help you navigate life's challenges. As seasoned therapists, I'm quite a lot more seasoned than my daughters. We're here to share our thoughts, perspectives, and a dose of compassion. So get ready for each episode where listener questions take centre stage and we do our best to provide you with thoughtful guidance and a touch of wisdom. We have got a question that I really want your input on, which is about parenting adult children. (laughs) No agenda. No agenda at all. (laughs) No agenda. (laughs) But by the way, and no feedback, thanks. (laughs) Please do something on adult children with differing views to parents and how to be the third party as mum. I think I would be curious, like, what is the drive to need to have the same views? And I would really encourage you to sort of engage in active listening. I don't think you need to agree with your adult child, but I think to not polarise, you need to be able to hear each other. You know, I think you can use really basic feedback format like something I've used in groups before is what I hear what I see how I feel and how I relate and like really just keep to the eye so that you're not making a judgment you might not agree but you're not judging and maybe also there are places that are hard for you and your adult children to go and maybe you can decide what's okay to just not talk about. (laughs) Like maybe there are topics that you've gone before and you realize that you are never going to agree and talking about it just pisses you both off. And maybe that's okay, that those are things you can talk about with other people and your adult children can talk about with other people. That's a good point. Maybe you don't have to talk about all the things that you disagree about. You know, relationships involve compromise. And that compromise doesn't mean that you have to let go of the stuff that's really important to you. But it is a give and take. And so where there is disagreement, is it worth working out where where are the places that you could soften? Where could you meet them? And where is it too hard to meet them? And if you're getting really stuck, maybe be curious about why is it so important to me that I hold on to this perspective and I can't hear that? What's the vulnerability under letting go of my point of view? Why is that so important? And sometimes going that layer below helps you understand, but what actually is this conflict about? (laughs) Is it about our point of view on politics? Or actually, is it really about who has the most power in this relationship? Or what's the sort of subtext to the differences that is maybe why the disagreements has emotional charge? Because if a sort of non-emotional difference you know, like something you just have different views on, it's really charged, it's usually because there is an emotional subtext to what you're really arguing about. If I've got anything else to add is that as a woman of a different generation, maybe younger than me, but you were probably brought up where you had to have the same views as your parents and you had to toe the line that, you know, your parents knew best and that there is a real generational shift in both parenting and how people behave and what people believe and what is deemed permissible in a way that has really dramatically changed. And so I think one of the ways of kind of recognising that is as a value, and I have this in Every Family Has a Story, the more you can allow difference, not that you'd have to agree with each other, but you can allow different viewpoints, different beliefs, then you're more likely to thrive as a family. 
How can I stop worrying about my adult children? No one prepares you for this phase. It just reminds me, Mum, and I really remember you saying to me, probably when I was in my mid-twenties, you said, I just thought that there was a point where it was over, that like when you got <laughs> to 18, like because your experience was you left home at 16 and you basically didn't go back. Yeah. And you never really depended on your parents for anything much after that point in your life. Yeah. And then suddenly, because you have us as a close family, we're like, oh, mom, age 37, I'm having this hard time. Um, and that being like a real shock to the sister of like, no, no. If you actually have long-standing, close enough relationship with your children, which is, means you worry for life, right? So I had a very interesting episode with a client, you know, a long time ago about worrying about her children as they were becoming adults. I asked her to go back as far as she could and remember the time she felt that amount of worry that she could sense in her body. In about three seconds, she went back and she was about five years old and her mother was crying. So I think there's kind of natural parenting worry. And there is also a history of where maybe the roles were reversed way too young when you have no cognitive understanding, where you become a warrior. And then that warrior, obviously on a spectrum, gets played out in all of your important relationships. Yeah, I can imagine that it's also part of the process of, of letting go. You know, like if you think about the adolescent experience, so much of the narrative is really from the adolescent perspective, that it's the job of the adolescent to sort of individuate and separate and grow their wings and fly off into the world, which is actually really unrealistic. I think it doesn't happen often that neatly for most people. But that is the sort of narrative. And what doesn't get captured in that narrative is that actually it's also the parent's job to let go to a degree. And I think that can feel unbearable because in your mind, you've got this little person who, you know, like tripped over and you hugged them and kissed them better. And you are also experiencing this loss that they're not that little person anymore that you could make things better for. They are going to be adults and they might be making decisions that you think, oh gosh, like, why are they doing that? That could have a terrible outcome. And at the same time, I think the only way to be able to remain close is to allow them to make decisions that you might worry about, to make life choices that you might not think are the right things to do, and let them know that you'll always be there, like whatever decision that they make. And I think it is a kind of loss. I think it is a form of loss when your children grow up. That sort of feeds into the worry. So I think the more that you process the loss that you're child is still your baby but they're also not a baby as you were talking the thing that i remember with all of you well there were lots of things that came out but one of them is that incredibly difficult line of abandonment where you step back too much and you leave the adult child too much to manage and they feel totally abandoned or kind of enmeshed where you come in and you don't enable them to emerge as adults where they make their own mistakes, they learn from their mistakes. I think it's an incredibly uneasy sort of movement. All, all I know is that I'm still doing it. I don't <laughs> think, you know, like parenting is never over. I think changing your relationship with your children is never over. So the other week I was away with Tash and she said, you're my fourth child. 
And, and I was her fourth child. And so we did role reversal because she was in charge. It was her family and her holiday. Um, and so it's constantly evolving is what I'm saying. Is it's And you have to let it. Mm. It's sort of evolving, but it's also this dance, right? Like you go back and yes. forth. And I, and I think it's a dance on both sides because I think being an adult child, if you do, if you're lucky enough to have a relationship with a parent, then you're also sort of working out, you know, how much to get close, how much to ask them, how much should I just mm. concentrate on being an adult. So I, I think it goes both ways too. You know, the other thing I would put out there is if you are someone who worries a lot about your children and you're working out what that means and why, is it is it your history? Is it something that's going on? It's not going to be very supportive of your child to to bring all your worries to them about whether or not they're making the right decisions. I think the temptation could be if you're really worried is to question their decisions with them and go, you know, are you sure that's the right thing? Or Infuse them with worry. And then what happens is they then start to doubt their own instincts about... Or just get really pissed off with you. <laughs> but both. Because I think even if you go, fuck off, mum, that's really annoying, you still go away with this brain worm of like, maybe they're right, they're my mum, they know me really well, maybe I shouldn't do X mm. or Y. And that will actually really infect your relationship with them how much they want to tell you because they're worried it's going to you're going to comment on it or judge it or make them feel worried about it so if you have a lot of churn try and take it somewhere else Mm -hmm. take it to your partner take it to a friend journal about it figure it out and ultimately try even if you think it's a wrong decision to trust your child not even to get it right but that they will if it goes wrong that you will a be there to support them if it does which is hard to do if you've told them it's the wrong decision. Mm. And B, trust them to grow through difficult things happening, which is easy to say and really hard to do. But if that is a habit, I would try and check it. You're both incredibly wise. The last thing I was going to say is there's a very good model by someone called Jeffrey Arnett, Jeffrey with a J, called Emerging Adulthood. And he's done a TED Talk and he's got a book on emerging adulthood. And he talks about emerging adulthood as a whole phase like adolescence, where young people now develop later than say I did because they're parented more, because they're educated more, because the culture is different and many other reasons. And so if you're wanting to kind of give yourself something tangible to look at and think about and work together with the other parent or grandparents in your life, then to kind of work out for yourself how you can hold yourself to be a loving mum as well as not a helicopter mum to an adult child. So thank you both. And thank you for the people who asked questions. Do please continue asking us questions. We love being agony aunties and we love your questions because we've always had them ourselves too. Not that we've necessarily found the right answers, but we have thoughts on them and, and we hope that our thoughts are useful for you. So thank you all for listening. And uh, if you think this is helpful for somebody else, do please share it. And as I always say, to help people find us, do please rate and review. Until next time, thank you.